You see, I try to read as much as I can, but the one thing I don't have is time. So when I look for a book, it has to have impact. So today, I'm going to share five books that are non-creative that I believe every creative should read. Let's Let's go. go! It's time for the main event of the evening. This is Artwell, and you are listening to The Creative Rant. Can you believe it? I made it to episode three. Wow. This might sound like a small feat, but man, is podcasting difficult. Especially if you've got two kids, you've got a job, you've got a whole lot of other things that you need to do. And that's why today's topic is so important to me. With very little time, it's super important that I make sure that I utilize it in the most efficient way. Now, I love reading. I read as much as possible, but as much as possible sometimes is not enough. So I'm going to save you some time, and I'm going to share some books that I've found to be super impactful. But not just any books. Books that are specifically not creative, but that have influenced the way that I work as a creative. Now the books I'm going to list are in no specific order, but I do hope that they bring value to your creative process. Number one. The first book is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. The book looks at how we program our brains and build up specific habits. But then what it also does, it gives you the tools to be able to break those habits. The foundation of this book is based on the fact that all habits can be broken down into three different phases. The first phase of a habit is the cue, which then leads to the routine, which culminates into a reward. And I'll give you an example. If you're a smoker, you might have a chocolate, which then becomes your cue to light up a cigarette. Once you light up the cigarette, you go into the routine of smoking that cigarette. While smoking that cigarette, you then go through the process of getting the reward, which is the nicotine and all the things that come with cigarettes. So, why do I feel that this is important for creatives? Well, we work in an industry that's got a lot of moving parts. And in between those moving parts, we build up a lot of behaviors and habits that are not very good for our performance. For me, I have a huge problem with procrastination. In between each project, I find myself in a situation where I procrastinate to start the next project. With the help of this book, I was able to find what the cue was that triggered me having this bad habit. But this is not the only kind of habit that you can solve. There are lots of others, right? It's just a matter of admitting that you have a bad habit. And once you do, you pick up this book and solve it. Now, on the flip side, this book teaches you how to intentionally build good habits. Now, this is great because this means that you can now be more productive in everything that you do. Now, I believe that all creatives should have some level of understanding of how to break and build habits. This is a really powerful way of making sure that you've got control of how functional you are as a human being and as a professional. Number two. The next book is called The Dip by Seth Godin. In this book, Seth challenges the saying, winners never quit. Now let's think about that. Winners never quit. Now that's terrible advice. Winners quit all the time. In fact, the only way to become a winner is to quit. So quitting is an essential strategy for you to take advantage of better opportunities. Now, identifying better opportunity allows you to move up in the rankings and become either number one or number two. And like Seth says, if you're not going to be number one, you might as well quit now. And that's where the power of quitting is. And that's what makes this book so fascinating. Quitting can be a wise investment of your time. It allows you to move on to better things and empower yourself in your career or in your life. 
And as creatives, we get so bogged down in the craft that sometimes we don't look around and realize that it's time to quit to move on to the next thing. Because quitting is the thing that's going to take us to the next level and make us number one or number two. Now this short and easy to understand book not only gives you great case studies of people who have quit and made fantastic changes to the world and industries, but it also tells you when the right time is to quit. On top of that, the book gives insight on when to persevere. When should you push through the grind and struggle in the dip until such time you rise and reach the success that you deserve? And now a word from our sponsors. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. That's tough. He's an idiot. I don't really have a sponsor. Sorry. Number three. The next book is one of my favorites. The book is called Everybody Lies by Seth Stevens Davidowitz. This book is fascinating because it takes a look at big data and what that data really reveals about us. Now, how is that done? Well, every single day we are on the internet. We Google stuff, we're on Facebook, we live our lives in the internet. And based on the interactions that we have on the internet, the data is able to reveal things that we ourselves cannot see outright. Just by sifting through the data, we can get some fantastic insights into our psyche, into our personalities, into our subconscious. Now, what Seth does is he does the hard work of sifting through the data. And in this book, he shares some amazing insights. Some are hilarious, some are scary, and some are mind-boggling. But this book just really tells us who we are based on our interactions with the internet. A good example is a study that he did where he looked at the relationship between husbands and wives, particularly how wives feel about their husbands. On Facebook, he asked the question, how do you feel about your husband? The answer that he got were things like, my husband's amazing, my husband is fun, my husband is kind, all the great things that you want to hear from a good relationship. But when he asked the same question on Google, he got a completely different answer. In fact, the only answer that was similar was, my husband is amazing. Everything else was, my husband's mean, my husband's angry, my husband's frustrating, my husband's annoying. Now that's interesting, right? Because we know that when we go into Google, we're more likely to search our personal and real feelings. Whereas on Facebook, we're more likely to give you the fun and glitzy kind of stuff. Now think about this as a creative. When you're creating work for the market, you want to make sure that you understand who you're talking to. And the best way to do this would be to utilize data and also understanding which data to use. So I go into great detail in episode two of the Creative Rant about how important data is, especially for creatives. So go on and take a listen and see if you get inspired to love data as much as I do. But if you're new to the process of data, I believe that this book is a great way to get you excited about the whole process. And if you've always had a keenness for data, this book is highly entertaining and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Number four. The next book is called Growth Hacker Marketing by Ryan Holiday. In this book, he showcases why traditional marketing is not always the most effective way of achieving your goals. Now, I'm not sharing this book because I feel like every single creative should go get a marketing degree. I believe the points in this book are really beneficial if you're looking to start a new venture, if you're looking to start a new creative business, if you want to start a side project, or if you just want to market your personal brand in a much more sustainable and measurable kind of way. The book examines two keys that are required to create growth hacking. One, which is developing a great product from the start instead of force feeding a marketing campaign to try sell a useless product. 
two is resisting the temptation to go big, resisting the temptation to speak to everybody. What he recommends in this book is rather speak to a niche audience, create what they want, and find smart ways to then go viral within that community. Rand gives an example from Hotmail. The initial plan was to advertise on billboards and TV, but some of the team started questioning what the ROI would be on spending so much money, especially for such a new startup. So after months of back and forth, they finally came up with the idea of PS I love you, get your free email at Hotmail. And what this was, was a small little message that would be placed at the bottom of every single email that would be sent out. So what that meant is that every time somebody sent an email, they got a free bit of marketing. And that actually started to create a viral spread that made them into the big hotmail that they eventually became. Now, I might be simplifying the whole process a little bit here, but in this book, it goes into great detail of the process of getting your product out early, iterating, testing, learning, looking at data, and eventually finding something that is golden. Now, if you're a creative and you're about to start something new, even if it's a podcast or a YouTube page, or you're going to start a new agency of your own, give this book a read. I believe this book will give you all the gems that you require to be able to market your product in a way that's cost-effective and has an opportunity to go viral within that niche audience that you're targeting. And now, the random fact of the day. A study has shown that creativity is enhanced by a diverse social network. So if you're a good person, you'll follow the creative rant on social media. And so concludes our random fact for the day. Number five. The next book is called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. There is definitely something clickbaity about the title of this book. The idea that you can work four hours a week from anywhere in the world and still make a lot of money. In fact, when I picked up this book, I was very, very skeptical. And I'll be honest, there are some things in the book where I'm like, meh. I'll skip that. But there are some things which are real gems and things that I feel like have influenced the way that I work today. Things like automating your money. Instead of just earning that wine salary, why not invest in things that generate money for you automatically? These are things that a lot of creatives don't think about because we're creatives and we're not numbers people. The nice thing about this book is that he actually gives you some business ideas or some investment ideas that you can utilize and start right now. He also highlights the importance of elimination, and he talks through this via the 80-20 rule. The question he asks is, if you had a gun to your head and you had to eliminate 80% of the tasks that you do, which would you eliminate and which 20% of those would be the most impactful in your work? Just by answering this question, you could eliminate a lot of nonsense and become super, super impactful. He also digs deep into the process of managing your time in the most efficient way. Now think about it. If you tell yourself that I'm going to spend the whole day answering emails, you're more likely to spend the whole day answering emails. But if you tell yourself that I've only got two hours to do those emails, your mind shifts and then you're able to do all those emails within two hours. Other things that he talks about from a production point of view is outsourcing. Now this is a new concept to me. He talks about utilizing VAs. VAs are virtual assistants. And basically what they do is they help you virtually. They take care of all the long, tedious jobs that you don't want to do. They can help you from a business point of view, and they can help you from a personal point of view, like doing your groceries. And this is interesting, especially if you run your own business or if you're a freelancer. 
The nice thing about this advice is that he actually gives you all the different VAs that you can use, all the different companies you can try use, from your most premium ones to the cheapest ones. There are plenty more insights in this book that I think are really, really good. Some which I'm like, nah, but there's more good than bad in this book. So I strongly recommend that you give it a chance and take a read. And so concludes episode three. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you in the next Creative Rant, which comes out in two weeks. Enjoy and let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Artwell and you've been listening to the Creative Rant. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and make sure that you follow us on social media.